Welcome to Jesus in Therapy. We're your hosts, Kev and Jess. This is a space where we infuse the Word of God with mental health matters. So sit back, enjoy the conversations, and feel free to follow us in our Facebook group, Jesus in Therapy. Listen, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated as new episodes are released. Enjoy. everyone happy new year we are jumping off with a brand new episode started a couple of weeks late simply because there was a lot going on in the family Uh, just a lot of things that unfortunately popped out of nowhere however I am here to deliver an answer to a question that I received that I think is very important is answered simply because I am an advocate for the destigmatization of mental health issues specifically in the church. And when I saw this article that was given to me by Kevin, my heart dropped. I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? People are going to actually read this and think that this is true. So the question I'm going to answer for you tonight is, does depression ever go away? Well, according to this blogger who is a young woman who has struggled with depression and also reports that she's a minister, she discussed in her article that depression doesn't ever go away and that many times we will be bamboozled by faith leaders and told the contrary. Well, I'm here to let you know that this is not really true. And I'm speaking from the point of a psychotherapist. I have had years and years of training and being able to diagnose folk and really get to the heart of issues. But also, I've seen people heal. Yes, people can heal from depression. And I want to show you how. So depression, as we all know, we don't want to over-spiritualize it because there's a lot of things that people feel when they are depressed. And so some people may not even know that these situations or uh, symptoms that they are experiencing are normal because a lot of times we over-spiritualize our human experience. And there is a term called spiritual bypass that was created by a theorist named Avin. And basically what she says is that spiritual bypass is the means by which one over-spiritualizes a humanistic event in their lives to the point where they do more detriment because they ignore red flags. And we want to make sure we're not doing that in the church. We want to make sure that we are helping people people after the altar. So what happens after you leave the altar? So just to throw an example out there, you're feeling bad. You've been feeling bad for two weeks or more. You have decreased energy. You have been feeling loss of interest in the things that you typically love. You have been feeling anxious or empty inside. Some people even go as far as to say that their appetite is lost. They have difficulty sleeping or interrupted sleep sessions. And they have a problem with thoughts of death or suicide. And we know that that's a totally different topic that can definitely be talked about. But these are everyday experiences. These are symptoms that have been pulled from a gathering of data that shows over over a, a, a lifespan, different individuals 
who have fell into the same pockets of the same symptoms. And this is how they have determined these are the markers for people who may be suffering from depression. So first of all, let me tell you, if you're someone who is suffering from depression and any of those symptoms sound familiar and they have been persisting for longer than three months, three weeks, four weeks, and you just can't shake yourself out of it, you notice your energy is decreased and you feel more fatigued, please reach out to someone. It's going to only help you in the end. It's okay for us to go to the altar and to get help. And to call those things that be not as though they were. And to have somebody speak life into us. At the same time, it is our responsibility to ensure that we are not ignoring the symptoms. Depression is not an ugly word. It's a name that we give to a group of um, common symptoms for a disorder. And so I want to first empower anybody who is listening to this and has been unfortunately told things such as, you're weak if you feel these feelings. You need to take it to the Lord in prayer and keep it to yourself or keep it in this house. Um, or if you just feel shame because you can't shake it, I want to tell you that there's nothing less saved about you. <laughs> Let me just get that clear. There's nothing. There is nothing less saved about you. So what we want to do is we wanted to, we, I want to make sure that people understand that depression is not a lifelong sentence. This is not something that you have to hold on to the rest of your life. And so it's important that we talk about this because sometimes people are afraid to go and see a therapist or a professional because they are afraid that this diagnosis might be a life sentence. I'm here to tell you it's not. I have seen so many people healed in the counseling room. And so in psychological terms, what we would say is that they're in full remission or partial remission. So just to give you an example, if you see someone who's suffering from cancer and the doctor says, oh, wow, you are in partial remission, that means that they have uh, started to shave off some of the symptoms that they were feeling that were detrimental to the way in which their body works. In the same way with invisible pain, mental illness, we see people shave off symptoms that have put them in a place of morbidity, a place where they are more likely to fall at risk of losing life. And so when we put somebody in full remission, what that means is that they have rescinded the symptoms that they felt and that they are back to a pre-morbid status. They no longer have suicidal ideations. They now find hope in uh, everyday life. They now find meaning in what they do on a daily basis. They are now interested in the things that they used to be interested. They're not isolating or avoiding gathering with people anymore. This person starts to become revitalized. And so I want to encourage you, if you or someone you know is starting to pull away, isolate, or start to exhibit any of the signs that I told you regarding depression, ensure that they get to somebody right away. There are standards that we have written in psychological textbooks that show us that people do recover. And I want to leave you with this. In Ezekiel, Ezekiel talks about um, an encounter he had where the Spirit of the Lord came to him and asked him if dry bones can live. 
And Ezekiel went on to say uh, to those dry bones, he started to prophesy over them because the spirit of the Lord told him that, yes, these dry bones can live. And Ezekiel concurred with the spirit of the Lord and says, yes, Lord, I know you know that these dry bones can live. So the Lord goes on to say that I want you to prophesy over those dry bones. I want you to tell those bright dry bones to live. I want you to tell those dry bones that you that they that he will lay sinews upon them. Flesh will come upon them. They will be covered with skin. I want you to tell those dry bones that breath will come and that they will live. That way you will know that I am the Lord. And so he said he went upon the dry bones and he started to prophesy to them. He followed what the Lord told him to do. He said, I will put my spirit within you. This is what the Lord said. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it, declares the Lord. And listen, after the altar is very important. However, we cannot forget the work that we have to do as believers and the beliefs that we have to actually act out regarding our ability to prophesy. And if I'm the if I were, were to define for you the word prophesy, it means to say things that will happen in your future. So although you may not feel it, although you might feel overwhelmed by the depressive symptoms you're feeling, I want to encourage you to do what Ezekiel did. I want to encourage you to speak to your dry bones. I want to encourage you to tell those dry bones that they will live. I want to encourage you to tell those dry bones that skin will come upon them, that flesh will come upon them, that they will have breath that come from the four winds, that they will have breath put into their bodies. I want you to speak to those dry situations. Tell yourself that you will live. This is temporary. People do recover. And if this episode hasn't done anything for you, let it be a reminder to you that it is our responsibility to take our symptoms, be aware of them, go to professionals, And also, while we do that simultaneously, pray to the Lord and thank God in advance for what we don't see. Prophesy to your dry bones. And after you have prophesied, you pick up the phone, you call someone, a therapist, a spiritual spiritual mentor, anyone you believe that can help you get on the right path to learn how to work through the symptoms of depression so that you can live your best life. The Lord wants us to live our best lives. You deserve it. I deserve it. We deserve it. Okay. So we do that by applying the knowledge we have. You know, there are many people who have been diagnosed with depressive disorder, major depressive disorder. In the United States alone, over 16 million adults. And as of recently, that has increased during the pandemic to over 19 million. So we have a lot of information at our fingertips. Yet let's use it to be whole, to be better, to be well. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to visit our website at www.b-welltoday.com. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, be strong, be bold, and be well.